What's up, guys? Welcome to Fitter Food Radio, and this is episode 179. And of course, it's me and Keris, in it. In it. In it. We're here. How are you? I'm good. How are you? How was your run? It was nice, steady. How far did you run? Uh, six miles. Bang on, yeah. <clears throat> Bang on, yeah. Nice. But, uh, I'm slow at the moment. Because you'd have a tendency of like stopping at random points, like 5.79 miles. I can't do it. No, I don't do that. I yes, always, you have. I don't. I always round up. And if you've seen it any other way, it's because I'm working in Are you, call, are you calling me a liar? Well, how do you know that I've stopped it? Because I've pulled up? you up on it before. I'm like, how could you stop with that? How could you not round oh, that yeah, up? Oh, that was just an anomaly. I do normally oh, round okay. up. Maybe but do you know what? I, I'm trying not to do that kind of stuff because it is good to break habits. Like OCD habits. Yeah, I hear that. It's good to do 10,001 steps. Or or like 9,099 steps and not get out of bed to do one more step. Yeah, just just one, just that one more. Well, it's interesting you say that, actually, because I've got into what I see as a very good habit of leaving my phone at home when we go for an evening walk. But you'll never get those steps back. Never. But... (laughs) But I just want that disconnect. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm a bit like, I know I've done the steps. I don't need a phone or a device to tell me that I've done the steps. I know that I went for a walk. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, because I'm, I'm all for tracking, but I think it can be can can take over a little yeah, bit. You definitely. know, whether it's a step tracker, sleep tracker. I'm still trying to challenge myself to drop the Fitbit. Drop. <clears throat> you're you're terrible. Yeah, but. I am terrible. But well, well, sometimes, like, Keris would have left it at home on charge <laughs> and we'll be We've like... We've told this story before, I'm sure. I will make you go home Yeah, we, we would have left home and then she's like, I need to go back. I need to go back and get it. And I'm like, are you serious? Because I love my seven-day email, like... Oh, well, I'll send you an email. Oh, I'll send you an email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, how did you do this week? And I've, I've been having that email uh, for 10 years. Interesting. And I, I just love it. My problem is, when I was in Portugal, I had a much higher step count because I wasn't working. Of course you did. And I am feeling... You're unemployed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just walked. And I'm feeling the pressure to like Because I felt better for it. Definitely, like, evening walks. We've always walked in the evening, but mm. I felt so much better um, having a decent stint. And after lunch, I'm uh, obviously with my kind of gut issues. The one thing that makes a difference is gravity. So it yeah. does actually be, it's better for me to walk and then basically you're moving kind of food through your gut. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I do. Now I'm like, yeah, but when I was in Portugal, I hit this no, many steps. That's your comparison. I had a, I had you, set, a, you set the bar far too high for yourself. Yeah, I think I had 1,996,000 1, steps or something one week. Wow. Because when you came out as well, yeah. so we did loads of To be fair, we did a lot of walking, didn't yeah. we? A lot of walking and talking. <clears throat> yeah. There's a lot of talking to do, so. And you're lucky, you can do like coaching calls and stuff, but when I'm doing like nutrition therapy, it has to be, I'm on a screen, so I can't. But So I am sedentary out. So I'm, and the reason I like my Fitbit is I don't train as much now. And I feel like as long as I hit a step target... Oh, I like it. I wasn't judging. No, I know, but I do, I do think I've got a little bit obsessed with it again. Just a little bit. I, I thought today, like, could I do a week without it and see how I get on? And, and Keris is so obsessed with it being accurate. Like, if she's ever doing cleaning, because obviously a Fitbit you wear on your wrist, like, she puts it on her ankle, so it actually genuinely tracks her it, steps. It, it cheats. But I always joke that she, it looks like she's on tag. <laughs> you know, she's, so, she's, so she's, she's on house arrest. Last week we went over to Windsor to K1 Fitness is... Um, uh, a guy approached me and said, will you come to my gym and do a talk on menopause, perimenopause? I said, like, yeah, I'd love to. We have a mutual friend. And so we went over, didn't we? And mm. um, when I used to lecture, I noticed, because I gesture a lot, that I'd come home with like 30,000 steps. And it wasn't, it was hand gesturing. Yeah. 
So I put my Fitbit on my ankle. Bear in mind, I've never met this room full of 40 women before. <laughs> you wouldn't yeah. take that off. You look mm-hmm. absolutely like a real nutter. Yeah. They actually said you're like arrested. <laughs> like you've you just been released to do a menopause <laughs> yeah. talk. They've let me out for the day. <laughs> as long as I'm done by this time, it's fine. So I did put it got on my armed wrist. police at the yeah, back. Yeah, but then I, I, it just doesn't sit well with me that I've got these cheating 3,000 gestures <laughs> I then hey. need to... But, but on a serious note, like how have Fitbit not created an ankle monitor? Because you one, yeah, yeah. You know, like it, it kind of make, makes much more sense, right? Because that's how you walk. Just because pants or no one knows it's there is like fine because it's all on your hip. Do you, mm. we used to have to remember the ones like a pedometer used to be doing oh, on yeah. your hip. You used to get oh, yeah. cereal boxes and stuff, I think, oh, God, initially. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kellogg's yeah. gets to put me in cereal boxes, like, oh, right, we're going to fill you with sugar and I'll do some, do some yeah. in steps, like, earn the sugar. Earn that bowl of cereal, goddammit. Yeah. Um, but this is not what we were going to talk about today. We've yeah. already gone off on a We tangent. should do a session on trackers, though, and we things should, that we actually. do. Because I've just ditched Aura. Um, well, because I did have a conversation with someone when I was on the... Um, I was on like a a retreat in Crete a couple of weeks ago as part of the mentorship program that I'm on. And there were quite a few guys there with like the um, aura rings or whoops and whatever. And the point I raised was like, you know, if, if, if if the feedback, if the data doesn't meet your bias, like do you even listen to it anyway? You know, like so if you wake up and get like a poor sleep score, and it's almost like the device is saying, yeah, I wouldn't train today because your HRV is, 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 isn't where it should be, blah, blah, blah. But if you feel okay and you plan to train that day, the amount of people I know that completely ignore what it says. Yeah, yeah. So it's like... It's and do like what they're, they're going to do. They, 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 yeah, exactly. So it's like, what's the point? You know, if you're not going to actually take any notice of the data, you know, and yeah, fair enough, like, you know, there's, you might take bits of the data and that works for you. But most people that I know that are into their training completely ignore what the devices say when it says yeah don't train today like your scores in the red or i'd be really interested to know and someone should like reach out and tell us if you drink alcohol all of those devices tell you that it's screwing you over yeah but nobody drinks any less alcohol off the back of them no (laughs) i haven't met anyone who's gone and so i've cut back having seen what it does to my sleep or my aura or my whoop or i've skipped to training if i have a hard night out people still go to the gym because they feel guilty that they had a hard night out well listen all all i'm gonna say is there was a time when i drank a lot of whiskey and i'd consumed i don't know why because they're not even like one of my favorites but a load of cherry bakewells when was this Ages ago, oh. you were away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, right, carry some weight. Let's get this party started. <laughs> Whiskey and cherry bakewells. Like, like cheap Mr. Kipling, or did, oh, you, yeah. did you get a nice, proper, homemade cherry bakewell? Definitely not. Just a Mr. Kipling. Good old Mr. Kipling. Okay. Mr. K. Mr. Kip. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you something, the next day, I, I, I told you about this before, do you remember? Or maybe maybe I didn't. I don't, it's you know like, It's like the, confe- the confessions coming out There now. are so many stories that you I tell, know, there's I just know. not room for them. <laughs> In my memory bank, <laughs> yeah. it's full. Yeah, they just keep dropping um, out. But the next morning I went to the gym and I had an absolute stormer of a workout. I was like, where did this come from? I was hitting PBs, I felt strong as an ox. And I was like, whiskey and Mr. Kipling cherry bake course. Yeah, but uh, yeah, everyone's done that. I remember eating like four bowls of cereal at midnight one night. But what would a whoop have said? I got a PB on a half What round would a whoop have said? Yeah, probably. Yeah, okay. hey? yeah, I could right. have potentially missed out on those yeah. games. Yeah, you could. You, you're dead against. I mean, let's just talk. So this, I want to do a session on assessing health mm-hmm. because I do think it's got out of control. Yes. 
depending on where you are, like on social media and stuff, who you follow, like as a nutritional therapist, we in training have been, I was sold 10 years ago, a ton of tests, like half of which are not scientifically validated, hair mineral testing, urine testing, food intolerance testing. And I kind of dabbled a bit on myself when I was training and then like tried it out a little bit when I first started to practice. And I was like, well, these are rubbish because they don't actually tell me anything that I wasn't already going to do with the client. There's like a ton, like at least 20 things I need to do with this person, you know, (laughs) like the breakfast needs work, the lunch needs work, the mindset needs, do you know what I mean? And and, and so why would I get them to spend all this money on a test? But one of the reasons is that sometimes to see it on paper, you know, really helps people. But in the time that I've practiced, I've literally got down to like mainly blood testing, I think is the most important thing that anyone should be doing. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of the things, like you've just said, it's very specific to that individual. So we probably put like the trackers, so it could be Fitbits, it could be Auras, it could be continuous glucose monitors. They're all, they've all got their place and they can all be really helpful, but they also get very trendy and very competitive. And like you've said, you've got some people who live and die by those results. Yeah. And actually start to pathologize certain things about their lifestyle. So food that they're eating or panic that they're over-exercising. You know, so it actually starts to become a oh, oh, yeah. health anxiety, you know. And then some people, like you said, just completely ignore it. In which case, what is the point in having it? Health, health anxiety is so real, though. It's massive. So real. Yeah. Like, because again, I feel like it's almost like people lose intuition. You know, it's like you, you can feel fantastic you know, and imagine like you wake up, you feel great, you go to the gym, like you have a great workout, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, but then you've got this device almost going like, oh, no, no, like your HRV, you know, like you're in the red a little bit, but you're like, yeah, but I feel fine. What am I? And then it's like, oh, what am I doing wrong then? Because like, you know, I actually feel good. Like I must be doing something wrong. And it's like they place so much belief in that little thing they wear on their wrist yeah and the, and the colors don't help so like on Ori, you get this big red ring when you yeah. wake up but what i know one of the reasons i ditched it was a I, I, I get, it was really helpful for me when i had covid and i saw it dip down and i saw it come back up again in terms of like hrv but then i think i got covid again when we were in portugal but strangely like you've said my symptoms weren't that bad but i think you know there was basically i've ended up with like dermatitis again and that's what i got the first time around so it's it like symptoms are there but but the aura just started to it just was going AWOL all the time and I was having like temperature issues but then at the same time I was I just restarted HRT and it's stuff like that that end up like stopping the HRT because mm. I'm like oh it's not it's not not working type thing and, and not riding things out properly and following yeah. like you know the guidance that I'm having from an endocrinologist so I stopped it because the HRT raises my temperature yeah um COVID might be messing around with my body temperature but then also I've had to have some tests again I had to have an impedance test this week which was like a tube down and they were looking at my pH of my gut and they wanted me to eat all the foods so I had to eat some bread and stuff and that created like basically my bloating and all, all this stuff came back so I ate foods I wouldn't normally eat and so that's like changed my temperature and like I, you can see it all so I'm like I don't really know what it was but what I do know is the aura was stressing the heck out of me so I took it up and I also know that like I'm doing my absolute best with sleep right now. Like I I genuinely am. If I was to be critical of one thing, I could probably just do like some breath work or yoga nidra before bed. But I've got big gaps between my last meal and bed. I go for a walk. I chill out. I try not to do technology from about eight o'clock onwards. And I try to be in bed between eight and half nine. Like I love it if I get to, it's eight. And I have to do those things because like I don't get great sleep at the moment with my stomach. So all of my symptoms are overnight. So it was distressing me to see, 
you know, like I'm doing my absolute best and then you read this yeah. rating. But what I also noticed about the aura was a couple of things was it was saying I was asleep when I was awake. It was saying I was awake when I was actually asleep. Mm. Um, so nights when I woke up and thought I'd had an amazing night, it was telling me I'd been awake seven times. And I was like, I didn't wake up seven times. I'd woken up thinking, and maybe yeah. I literally slept walked to the loo or something. I don't know. But it was saying I'd been up. That's what I mean. And so I didn't like that. Then I noticed the step count was higher than the Fitbit almost relentlessly. Like it switched. Yeah. And I'm not late. It, it switched with an update. So I was like, no, nah, this doesn't sit well with me at all. Like I've run an update and it was always below my Fitbit, always. And then it started going above it. And I was like, well, which one's accurate? You know, so yeah. I just thought it's like, it's so literally death death by data. Do you know what I mean? Too many just, discrepancies. Yeah. And so I just was like, which one's, which one's telling me the truth? And I thought, I've had my Fitbit 10 years. It's the one thing I just like. So I scrapped the aura. You know, and it, well, I suppose it doubles as a watch as well. Yeah, and the aura, <laughs> you hated the aura because you were like, it's so bloody ugly. Take it off. As in, like, next to my engagement ring. Yeah, we used, really to, really so used to wear it next to your engagement ring, and it's it's a small diamond as it is, and if you've got this big <laughs> ring next to it, it's like that illusion. <laughs> Looks like I'm wearing people, your, your people wedding are, ring. People and, are judging me. Your wedding ring and my engagement ring. Look at that tiny little diamond. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, but, yeah, just to come back to kind of things that I think are really helpful. And there is this kind of comparison of, like, you might speak to someone who says... I used Aura and it was amazing. I used a continuous glucose monitor. Whoops, amazing. Everyone's always trying to, you know, like your peers, I mean, will yeah. go, this is amazing for me. And maybe it was, but yeah. it doesn't mean that you need it. And it also doesn't mean if you do it and don't benefit from it, um, that it's, you know, that there's any shame mm. in that. And and I say this because I've also had a couple of people reach out to me about Zoe app. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Is this what we're going to talk about? We're yeah, going to talk we're, about we're kind of talking about it. So I'm, I'm talking about health assessments. So we're tracking. Okay. It's part of it. And then I wanted to talk about blood testing cool. and apps. So we are on track. Okay. Right? So nice you're thinking cool. like we've only got, we haven't got 25 minutes. I, I, I've, got, I've got an appointment, I'll have you know. And, uh, and you were faffing around, so uh, we were late starting. Was I? Yeah. Well, let's not waste any time on this podcast <laughs> talking about that. <laughs> Literally come in and you're like painting your toenails or something. I don't know what you were doing. How rude. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so I've been asked quite a bit about Zoe app. And firstly, I want to start by saying I love anything that raises awareness of like gut health, microbiome. Mm-hmm. And and I will say, I still don't think we actually quite know enough about the microbiome to be making some of the statements that I'm seeing made about the microbiome. Yeah. Because what you are seeing, um, and, and again, this is because I've been doing stool testing for over, oh God, I think my first one was like... 15 years ago and I think I must have run four or five and I've looked like I've got the worst microbiome in the world and had no gut issues and I've looked like I've had a brilliant microbiome what did, what did you do for your really st- stool test anniversary <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 15 years stool test yeah, anniversary I'm going to do a stool test <laughs> another stool test I think I've forced you to do one I panic more about your results yours are like worse than mine but anyway and then we did some gut protocols didn't mm-hmm. we and, and so we've done a lot of work on it but what I will say is having done them for 15 years you can't you there's, there's so much needed to interpret that data and half the time what we know about the microbiome is people are changing their nutrition and going like keto for example which doesn't have a good rep in the microbiome world because mm-hmm. it's high fat high protein and meat products and stuff not many of the kind of fibers that you moderate, have moderate protein moderate protein yeah but you've got keto vor which is more high protein mm. uh, carnivore all these diets but you're seeing people begin to resolve chronic inflammatory conditions yeah. and residency resolution and health improvements yet their microbiome looks like you know, okay, it's it's like reduced right down. It doesn't look like a, a very variable microbiome. But the tribes that we're looking at that have none of these chronic diseases have very different microbiomes to what we're all working towards as well. Yeah. And I had a client get in touch and said, 
I've done Zoe app because my friend recommended it and they had amazing results and I feel terrible but I'm so embarrassed I like everyone's raving about it and I and basically what that stool te- what stool tests are not looking at unless you do the kind of more intensive private ones I use in vivo clinical I'm not affiliated with them by the way but they're the ones that it's just they've been going for you know I know the practitioners behind it have been doing this for decades as well yeah and they also look at a lot of functional gut issues so enzyme production and um, <clears throat> inflammatory markers blood in the stool like really important stuff that we've been keeping an eye on for a long time but then you also need a really intense like not intense an in-depth um, health history from somebody because half of my clients that I work with on gut issues IBS it's, it's actually the nervous system that's the problem so it's stress and hormone changes can mm. have a massive impact on the gut. Like they can slow it down, they can speed it up. Um, medications will make quite a big difference as well, especially things like acid reflux medication. We know that HRT, hormone contraceptive pill, um, even things like heart disease medication now, they'll often give you reflux medication because they might end up giving you like GI bleeds. So there's so many other th- factors that you'd need to know about that person and so many things that I'd want to factor into their nutrition before just relying on this stool test and going, you need to eat these, you know. And I know that, that some of these apps basically use, and there's been many of them, not just Zoe, but they use these generic reports that say, eat this list of food to get your bifido up, eat this list of foods to get your acromancy higher that's all they're doing and there's research for that but i've had clients do that and then they just balloon up with gas and and if their problem was motility like moving things through they feel horrendous on that if they've got bacterial overgrowth or fungal overgrowth they'll feel horrendous on that and i know there was a talk um so i've loved tim spectra's work on the twin studies that he's done the genetics and um, his work on covid but now that it's become like a product you're seeing your apps, apps on interviews just say things like coffee is amazing for the gut, you know, and, and just things that people want to hear. It's not about calories. Yeah, it's still about calories. <laughs> you know, and these are things that, that I was led to believe initially in, in, by certain practitioners. And I and then had to go back and learn the laws of thermodynamics again and understand that, it, you know, yes, it's not just about calories, but they still have to be a factor in everything that we're kind of yeah, considering. Yeah. Um, and he's making a lot of statements that make this this idea of doing a stool test and, and wearing a continuous glucose monitor the absolute solution to all of the all of your diet problems but you know it's a lot of money to spend and they're not nutritional therapists behind the scene i know that just because i know the people there so you're not getting someone with the kind of depth of experience on stool testing where you can really see it like is beneficial which is what nutritional therapists are trained on but but i would also say I don't do that much stool testing anymore. Um, I tend to work with someone for about 12 weeks. If you'd gone on holiday and said, come home home with diarrhea, I'd be like, let's stool test. There's like a bug in there. We want to know what it is. But so do GPs. It's just they only test for like three or four bugs. So private stool testing, we can test for quite a few more pathogens. If you had reflux, and I was thinking about H. pylori, a a bacteria that kind of gets... um, It's able to almost... It's opportunistic and able to kind of capitalise on a, a... in in the stomach not necessarily not in the intestines <clears throat> then i'd want to rule out that and just see is that but also the test i use has virulence factors in it so it's not just as normal to stool test so i don't know so i just feel like if someone has true gut issues and i know that i'm not seeing any discussion on you know small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or fungal overgrowth or um you know kind of gastritis and these more kind of serious the gut issues that really do need kind of an expert eye over the situation like what's going on in terms of 
you know, you've travelled or could you have an infection? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. Do you just have this kind of genetic vulnerability? But for, for most of the people that I'm working with, it's it's a stress factor. So it's a nervous system thing and we have to kind of unravel that. Um, and there are many ways that you do that. And the diet interventions that work have to be really personalised to what your symptoms are. And I mean right down to kind of with some individuals, you know, I'm like, okay, we're going to test like let's test rice again okay no rice is a no do you know what I mean so it's 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 a real kind of like you know it takes a lot of fine tuning so I, I kind of I do feel like people expecting apps to do the job of humans I understand why this is happening and yes it might be a little bit cheaper for some people but I still don't think that if you have a pro- kind of issue with your gut and really want to refine it that go and see a nutritional therapist get a proper stool test and get them to look at everything about you yeah <clears throat> environment sleep relationships job everything your diet your diet intensively as well so like really look at it and then if you're kind of looking at weight loss i just wouldn't invest in that like there's so there's about 20 other things that i would invest in because yeah. it's expensive and, and and this goes for a lot of kind of we talked yesterday about distraction there's so much distraction when it comes to weight loss. Like, what haven't I tried? What's the what's the magic bullet here? Mm. Like, oh, I haven't tried a stool test. Maybe there's a bug that's in there that's making me, you know, gain weight all the time. Yeah. Because yeah, we know antibiotics, by the way, is linked to weight gain. So th- I'm not saying the microbiome isn't influenced by that, but I also think there are many other factors that would be need to be looked into, and and it really be- it's really beneficial. I am a big fan of the CGM, but they're just like. Freestyle Libra, who the uh, they've been selling them for years. Continuous glucose monitor, yeah. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> they they've been around. Uh, so they're they're fifty eight quid. So yeah, I am a fan of that. But again, only if you have the knowledge and understanding of how to interpret the data. Mm. And I don't mean that oh, oh you need to go and do a course or anything. I mean that you don't just eat a food and go oh, my blood sugar went really high. Yeah. You know you you want to then think well what if I so I had a client bring me his results. And showed me, I've had this a couple of times with um, two, two male clients, actually. One, one had high blood pressure, one was pre-diabetic. And breakfast was muesli with both, but with dried fruit and, <clears throat> and a banana. And, and, all I, and you saw the blood sugars go really high. And then I talked to them about things like uh, walking after that breakfast, but basically just ramping up the protein at that breakfast. Yeah, yeah. And we had several ways that we could do that. So it was kind of like, before you... I don't know what it is about muesli. They both fought me for muesli. They were like, please don't take away the muesli. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you like muesli? Um, well, it's all right. I can't remember the last time I had it. No, me neither. I, I used to love, if... like, Alpen did a really sweet one. I, I know a lot that. of things I'd much prefer to have. Yeah. <laughs> all right. As in crunching up cornflakes. Yeah, or, um, you know, Harvest Crunch. Oh, remember God, that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. Those are the days. <laughs> I mean, you used to eat a box of that at a time. I know, that's the problem. I used to buy it when you'd come over and then I'd be like, oh wow, you've eaten the whole box. Anyway, um, so you could have a spoonful of that oh, on, no. on some full-fat Greek yogurt probably. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, so I often just say like, you can just, we can re- almost like reformulate your breakfast. So there is one like Greek yogurt with a little bit of muesli. Yeah. And then, you know, can we cut down on the fruit, which everyone thinks is obviously healthy. But yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah. I can't remember where I was going with that, but there's, I think if you're going to do it, have that knowledge base of like, use it 
positively mm. so use it to get the right amount of protein in every meal like or, and uh, the right amount of carbs really is what we're looking at and the right type of carbs but also pair it with a big whack of protein first and just yeah. see if that makes a difference and and then do do more exercise and just see what the benefit of like moving in more across your day is rather than just your one two gym sessions a week well that's the thing isn't it it's like I think what what um, continuous glucose monitors are, are great for is giving people an awareness. Yeah, you know, and it's not to because at the end of the day, like you know, it doesn't matter what you eat, even if it's like low carb, like high protein, like your blood sugar is going to come up. Like that's the way it works. But obviously, certain foods spike it much more than others. But you're also looking at how quickly it comes back down to yeah to to normal levels. Yeah. Um and we actually use them with clients for that reason to help them create an awareness and you were talking about moving with uh one of our clients noticed how much walking after a meal helped get their blood sugar down quicker yeah you know and, and they're, they're a type 2 diabetic as well um you know so there's even more importance to to keep an eye on the, on the blood sugar but again like w- would they have had that uh would they have been able to make that connection without obviously having this the, the CGM to, to yeah, be able yeah, to, to see it and go, oh, wow. That's why I, I think CGMs are really powerful. Like I said, I just hope that people use them, like try and reframe why you're mm. using them. Um, and actually what I'm a big fan of is getting people to use it because you can, you can buy one for two weeks or you can get a starter pack where you get two. So do it for two weeks and then put some changes in place and then do it again. Because what you might find is if you've recompositioned your body a bit, lost fat and gained muscle, which is the goal, like really for all of us, then you may find you have a great carb tolerance at that point, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, probably need a bigger gap. So as in a gap of like eight weeks, 12 weeks, you could definitely improve carbohydrate tolerance. And we say this to our clients, don't we? Like the goal is nutrition flexibility. Yeah. So um, we're not going to, you know, and that's my worry is that people will do this testing and, and some of their favorite foods will come up and they'll send them into like a high blood sugar spike. And then yeah. you, could, you could end up quite miserable about it and be like, well, I don't want to do that again. Didn't like, didn't yeah. like what I saw. And I've have seen that. And it's crazy because I'm like, but is that not useful to you? But, you know, in their heads, they're going, no, because you're going to make me give up alcohol. Because alcohol's come up for a few people in yeah, terms yeah. of dropping their blood sugars overnight. And then the next day they have like higher waking fasting glucose. And um, so I'm like, oh liquid calories because one of my clients really interesting did it with alcohol and then with an alcohol free beer and got the same response really yeah and i was just like i think it's just liquid calories with you like you just and it's not that many calories in alcohol free beer but there was something about or there can be other there's like, still carbs though yeah and there can be like other things in you know that, that just kind of work on the gut a little bit so you've got like polyphenols antioxidants which are normally beneficial but you just never know they're kind of active compounds there's loads yeah. of chocolate and stuff so you never kind of know which bit of the food is causing that response but again we we sort of came up with a plan in terms of like you know having the alcohol with food was definitely mm. better having it further away from bedtime <clears throat> having it like even at lunchtime on a sunday seemed to be okay and then going for a big walk yeah my my takeaway from mine was I can get a spike from um, too much protein. Like, literally, you know how much I love chicken. I'd get a (laughs) spike from, like, having way too much lean protein. But, like you've said, and then because my lunch to dinner time was quite sedentary, I had to walk if I was going to have quite a big protein hit. Um, But then prior to doing any of this, I noticed just having things like soup and oat cakes for lunch, I would get, like, shaky and hangry, like, within a couple of hours. So I think, like... 
for me, it's been really beneficial. To, but before I even did blood sugar monitoring, I knew that I need the protein component. But I thought it's kind of interesting that too much protein for me, I've got to be a bit careful of. I know that, like, I, I, yeah, I know that we, it basically we can convert protein into glucose. But I guess I just didn't think I was eating that much. Yeah. Uh, but I actually think it's being more sedentary that is the problem. I heard someone say on a podcast the other day, being sedentary is a disease. <laughs> and I I could sit for like six hours just writing. Yeah, it's, it's so easily done. Like even for people like us that are considered active, you know, yeah. like it's, you know, like we train, you know, you, you know, whether like you're going for a run, I go to the gym. But again, you know, it goes back to what I've shared in the past. Like that's all well and good, but actually only counts for a very, very tiny percentage of your week. You know, if you break it down into how many hours you're running or how many hours you're lifting weights versus how many hours you're sat on your ass working yeah. and whatever. And it, so it's, it's very, very easily done. And then the more we get people moving, the better, you know, including ourselves. The more we move, the better we feel. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and and movement is not exercise. You know, it's like don't as in, as in movement is not like training. No. You know what I mean? And that's if the you, difference. If you have an active day, like... I was chatting in the office the other day and everyone was talking about, um, we were talking about cars and someone has had a problem with their car. We just had a problem with one of our cars. And so we end up, it's a write-off basically. And he was going, he was saying, do you know what? The traffic's so bad in this town. I'm just going to ditch my car. I've spent thousands on them recently. Oh, that was it. Yeah. So I'm going to do this car hire thing. And he said, the only thing I need the car for is the shopping. Um, really going to get the weekly shop and then someone said get it delivered and he said no because it's, it's never the, the fresh groceries and I agree yeah. with this we're always naff aren't they like they're never they always replace them it's never what you want and you want to get your fresh stuff and I said a better bet might be like order online bulky stuff but then go and walk to the shop and walk home again and carry yeah. it. And like the whole office went, no way. Because it's quite hilly where we are, isn't it? And yeah. everyone was like, I suppose no it, way. it does depend where you live. Like, yeah. we, we could do it. We've done it, though. And yeah, I said we have it's done like, it. I said, when we initially first moved here, we used to challenge ourselves to, like, go... We were like, let's go and do the full shop. I mean, it's carry a, it, it is a schlep. Place. It is a schlep, and there's a massive hill. But, like, I was saying to them, like, you know, we said this on a podcast with Tommy Ward ages ago, like, your grip strength is a marker of overall health like how long you're going to live because yeah. it's just a marker of like functional strength and one of the reasons i think i've got really good grip strength is because <laughs> carrying your shopping and my yeah shopping, but your shopping and now the dog because we buy frozen food for him so that's I, not like i was say i remember that once <laughs> when we, we walked to the pet shop yeah. and got his food yeah and we always like buy like enough to last us a while yeah yeah so that it was, was like months wasn't it and it's like big bags of frozen meat and we carried it like, yeah and I, and I was just saying to him you got a rucksack and carried two bags and walked all the way there and all the way back. And say, you, you know, and then order, like, your, your toilet roll and everything else online that you just know, in, you know, you can get it from a sustainable mm. recycled shop as well. Um, even your wine and drinks and stuff, do it all online. Because then someone's like, but I love fizzy water. And I was like, well, you could get that online. Yeah. And then the rest, walk to the shop and back. And that day you don't go to the gym. It takes you an hour, like, yeah. same time as the gym. But you've actually got way more like motivation to do it as well yeah and yesterday in my lunch hour i knew i needed um chocolate for a recipe and so i walked a little which was like basically a 25 minute walk there and back and that was my lunch hour nice and and listen to a podcast on the way so i was like doing a bit, a bit of learning. 20 kilos of uh, chocolate yeah <laughs> yeah 10 kilos and then bear hour, crawled, i bear crawled back just to add yeah. a bit like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are those burpees called burpee broad jumps broad jumped all the way home god can you imagine there's probably people that do that <laughs> yeah on the supermarket but, but yeah you can definitely factor more activity into your week yeah when we say we haven't got time and the thing is if you've driven to the supermarket 
you'd come home and then probably waste half an hour on your phone doing something really unproductive. I'm, Do you know I'm, what I mean? I'm big on that. I'm, I'm, I, I don't buy that I don't have time. Some people definitely don't have time. No, no, they do. <laughs> they do. You know, like... I can, I can see, like, parents with, like, four kids here going, do you want to take over my life, Matt, for a week? No, no, I, I, I have, like, a... A dog. A, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I do have a dog. It's not the same, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do have empathy, I do. And, and don't get me wrong, like, I was having this conversation with someone the other week in that, like, I know having kids, like, adds, a, you know, some layers... I, I, I totally get that. I'm, I I'm not being. I like to use you. As I'm not my, being. I say the equivalent of two children, at least two um, teenage boys, in terms of what you eat, the sweaty gym kit, and my tantrums, the, the, story, <laughs> the stories that go on and on and on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and my stories. <laughs> go on. No, but like, I just think that it is. It's a big statement. To say I don't have the time. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, saying you don't have the time implies that you're never just scrolling on your phone like like mindlessly you know what i mean like you're not on social media you're not on youtube watching shite videos one after the other which i am guilty of doing too by the way yeah. like but i you'll never hear me say i don't have the time like i change it now and say i didn't prioritize my time you know or i didn't organize my time better because that's just taking ownership like if i didn't train one one day because I've just felt, I feel a little bit overwhelmed with my workload and whatever it might be. It's like, well, that's on me. That's on me to get more organised so I can train or I can get out for a walk or, you know, whether it's that I need to get up earlier or anything. Yeah. Like, although, although I'm, I'm, I'm taking the mick out of you, at the moment you have like... taking the mick out of me. <laughs> you have several, like, big projects on the go and there's a lot of pressure and, and demand. And, and in terms of our private life, we're trying to like reorganise finances and stuff. And, and you're doing a lot more of that than me. So I'm, I am happy to walk to Sainsbury's. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I am taking the mic, but you do have, you know, a lot going on in terms of, I know because people, I think there is this whole lot, like it's all right for you, it's all right for you yeah. type thing. But I've seen the amount of work and stuff and, and you are up at five o'clock and you often work from five o'clock onwards and you work until eight, nine o'clock at night sometimes, you know, so... I think just to give you cut you some oh, slack thanks. there, and yeah, but you are also very good at prioritizing. In amongst all that, um, your training and your nutrition, you know, does not slide. It used to. I, I think like you, you oh, yeah, used to hundred percent. I, I, you know, I, I, I've spoken about it on the podcast. Like you know, I'm, I'm, I used to be a, you know, a, a very big like comfort eater. I got a lot of comfort from food. I mean, it was just fortunate that I'm also a very active individual, so it wouldn't kind of show in from a physical sense but i wouldn't feel great for it no. you know well, what we mean? actually put you on the scales didn't we in the gym we got on the scales on the gym just to yeah. see like it was only a 10 to one wasn't it yeah. so we, we were debating having a dexa weren't we to see what our yeah. body fat and muscle mass was that's a good assessment to do by the way um and um bone density we were thinking well i was thinking of getting but we thought let's do the tanita one and your bmi was what so your your bmr sorry your basal metabolic rate was it's like 2,600 calories. Yeah, you like can that. lie in bed all day and eat 2,600 2, 2, calories. calories. According to that machine, anyway. Cool, yeah. I don't know. I was jealous. Yeah. Souls. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like... So, you, like, so but, you, you can comfy, probably, with the amount of training you do, but, but you'd be the first to say, like, that you notice the effects of it now more than ever. No, exactly. Like, the effect on my, my mood, my energy, and it's, it's that knock-on effect. And, and we talk about this a lot, you know, in terms of what you do and the knock-on effect it has. And yeah. that's why, like, 
you know, going off on a bit of a tangent here, but when it comes to training, like I know that, you know, the day can get the better of you. I know that you can have all the best intentions in the world, but for one reason or another, like you didn't get round to that workout, whether it's because of the kids, because of work, because of your partner, because of your mood, because of stress, whatever, like the list goes on. And that's why like, you know, we're big fans of getting it done when it's most likely to happen. Yeah. Right. And, and I hate to say, but if that does mean getting up earlier, even when, you know, maybe you do feel a bit sleep deprived as it is like, but what's the knock on effect if you do get up that day and train? What is the knock on effect? Is it positive? You know, are you going to make better decisions? Do you feel better? Is your mood better? Is your energy better? In which case I'm like, that's a worthwhile investment, yeah, yeah, you know, to, to sacrifice half an hour, 45 minutes of sleep you know, this could be an unpopular opinion. You know, sleep is very, very important. And, you know, we often talk about that. But sometimes you've you've just got to make some changes. You've got to adapt based on your circumstance. You see what I mean? Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's, that's my take on it. And you can have, like, power naps and stuff. Interestingly, we went, when we went away last weekend, didn't we? We arrived at the hotel and you were like, I'm going to go to the gym just before dinner. And then we both were talking. And I went, I'm just going to just place my head on this pillow and then next thing I know, I wake up and I'm like dribbling all over myself. But I look over at you and you're like... Gone. <laughs> so Out I was like... Count. But it was lovely. And we both said like, we just obviously needed, needed sleep. It. Like you don't even know how... I don't know. Like I would never have slept at that time well, normally. Well, to be fair, that was a classic example, right? Because I intended on training that day. You know, like yeah. my intention was to train that But then day. you learn that you burn 2,500 calories. So I don't need to. It's <laughs> yes, overrated. Hey, who needs to train when your BMRs are? <laughs> yeah. um, no, but I I'm think... a fat-burning machine. <laughs> <laughs> I could just sleep and burn <laughs> calories. Like snort. Yeah. <laughs> How many calories was that? Let, yeah. me, let, let me check my monitor. <laughs> um, but again, it's that thing of like the intention was there, but clearly it was a busy day. We'd been on the road... You know, like, we had a lot going on. And in the end, I was just you like... You were with me, so you knew step count would be good. Exactly, which, which <laughs> it was. But I, so I just was like, do you know what? Like, I need to, to step away from this. You know, like, the intention was there, but I, I can train tomorrow. Which I did. I just trained the next, the next morning. Yeah. You know, and I think sometimes it's... You, you've just got to be able to adapt, listen to your body. But equally, you know, exercise is bloody important for so many reasons beyond calorie burn and fat loss sure. so like, i think we should continue this conversation so i think because the time is up and you can't make your appointment because you're always late i know um we'll continue this um session like go into our next podcast on it and talk about things like assessments but just one final point is when we did get to the gym the following morning i just watched this pt with this woman and it was really early like 6 30 saturday morning and i just thought good on her for like being here 6 30 on a saturday good on him because not many pts <laughs> do yeah. 6 30 on a saturday but the banter they were having and she basically was doubting her ability to do this squat that he wanted her to do on, on weight plates and he got her to do it and he was cheering for her and they were high-fiving and I was like, that's what a lot of people need to invest in. Like, mm. if I'm really honest and, and there's like a strange kind of, yeah, anyway, I've just done a post this morning about where someone said, I don't like it when 30-year-olds talk about menopause and one of the things we discussed at this event was like, men shouldn't be guiding women on menopause and I'm like, no, I just think we, we just need a team of people to help and, us. And, you know, definitely personal trainers for like helping you build. One of the 
main things we need to do is build muscle as we age and keep functional strength. Well, it's like, you know, and a, movement skills. You know, a, a, a doctor isn't going to write you a workout plan. No, right? no, exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's it's like you need a team and everyone's an expert in their own right. You, you don't have to rely on one source no. for everything because it's, well, it's going to be bloody hard to find. Exactly. You but know? if I so, need to have like a, a DEXA scan, I'll go to my doctor and get one. Do you know what I mean? Um, like it. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, so, but, uh, Keris, just for the record, you have made me late. Okay, you're one minute right? past. So, um, but this we is like, this is a part this. one. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see you in part two over in episode 180. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye. Any questions, folks, you know where we are. Reach out, uh, info at fitfood.com or hit us up on social media because we'd love a bit of guidance with some, some questions. We should yeah. do a Q&A session. Yeah, we should, definitely. We should. Please send some questions. Big love, guys. See you on the next one. Bye.